0: Coming to you live from Kudu Studios with Vian Isaac. It's Sounds About Music. Sounds About Life. How to Create a Second Album featuring Vian Isaac and guests. Hello, listener. My name is Vian Isaac and this is Sounds About Music. I am so excited to share who I have on this week my good friend Micah Vaughn. Micah joined the Vonic team. 3 years ago as my intern and slowly worked his way up from intern to social media manager and then eventually to label manager managing the entire label. He took a brief hiatus in December and now is back as a producer for Vonic. He's producing out of his own studio which is right next door to mine. We've been building it out together for the last few months. Not only that but he has received millions of streams online for his lo-fi hip-hop project Polar. We discuss what it takes to make it as a creative in the industry, talking about bravery, fear, and intention behind everything you do, and so many more topics, so stick around to the end. And as always, if you want to hear the full podcast, join my Album 2 Club by going to vianisaac.com slash soundsaboutmusic. Without further ado, Micah Vaughan.
1: Hi, I'm Micah.
0: This is Micah Vaughn, and he is currently the producer behind the project Polar. Mm-hmm. He is producing other artists that just signed with Vonick, and he has a studio across the hall. So he's a brand new studio owner Woo-hoo. on Music Row. He's got his space, and I've been uh, watching it come to life, and, and he's been building, building it out. So you took a little break... Left for a while, and then you came back,
1: and it's just been... happy to be back in this building, and, like, you and Hein, like, ah, I love working with you guys. Yeah, you too, man. I like how you have computer as a track. Yeah. That's pretty neat.
0: That's for the computer. Nice.
1: Yeah. Are you a Radiohead fan? I am. You know, they posted something on their Instagram today.
0: Didn't some of their music get leaked or something? Yeah,
1: like, somebody tried to blackmail them. Uh Uh-huh. And they like were like, hey, we found, like, this disc of, like, like it was from the OK Computer days. And they're like, well, we're going to release it unless you pay us $150,000. And they were just like, oh, we'll just put it out and <laughs> donate the proceeds to some organization. <laughs> it's like, that's awesome.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go about it.
1: I think know? so, too. Especially when, like, ah oh man, it's just such a weird situation to be put in. Like after like 10 years of, or however many years it's been since that album mm. for people to mm. be like, Hey, we're going to leak all the stuff that didn't make the cut. Right. And I just should like, go check
0: it out. But yeah, but I, th- I feel like that kind of, uh, like who does that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, first of all, who does that? But I mean, the world's full of trolls. So, but I feel like mm. for me that maybe makes me think, I feel like that's impressive because it's like, they don't take themselves too seriously, yeah. you know? Anyway, you've been working on some cool guitar stuff, and we were talking about editing and artifacts earlier.
1: I was time adjusting the acoustic guitar, which you say you don't do, and I am just still not a good enough player, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I sometimes do it. I sometimes. I just, don't, yeah.
0: I just don't do it for, like, every measure.
1: Yeah. It just leaves so many artifacts. Really? And it. Oh, yeah. It, like, made oh, me yeah. realize, like, I just gotta record it and mm. take the time and not just do a take through it and be like, "Oh, yeah, let's fix it." Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah, that's something I've been really trying to focus on. Which I'm actually going to re-record those guitars. They're not staying. Good. Good. Not lazy. Not lazy. But even good like job. doing vocals and things like that. Like it's so easy to like pitch correct now mm-hmm. that yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's, it's a tough balance to ride between like yeah you sang it with great emotion but like you're a little pitchy and it's like yeah we can fix that mm. but like finding that balance of like yeah it was okay emotion but like on pitch like where mm. do you where do you balance it and like where do you figure out like that was the take and I think that's, that's just great. like the mark of being a good producer it's mm. so like
0: I think I would lean probably more towards i I don't mind
1: it being out of pitch yeah I think I Prefer I emotion. You know? Absolutely, I I'd say the same thing, but for some things, what do you mean? I I think like, oh, if you have a great performance on an acoustic guitar take, but there you like, oh, you missed a couple of notes or something like that. It's like, where do you draw the line between? Okay, I'm gonna punch it in, but it's gonna sound a little wonky, or, mm. or I'm just gonna do a whole another take. Mm. You know, punch it in. Punch it in.
0: That's what I would do. I don't care if it's... I mean, I feel you. I've worked with artists who are, like, obsessive to the point where they want to get the full take yeah. perfect. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I think it's a... it's an Maybe it's an honorable thing to strive for. But yeah. But if... Uh, it's, an honorable, it's an honorable thing if they can do it...
1: In a timely fashion.
0: In a timely fashion. <laughs> but if they stop the whole session and everyone else is waiting so mm-hmm. that they can get it perfect then i start thinking like, okay all right, let's let's what's your deal you know
1: fix it or but like for me when i'm recording by myself it's i find it's i don't know it's easier for me to it's, it's easier for me to produce other people than it is mm. for me to produce myself mm. oh, and I this is something that. i've been really realizing lately cuz i've been just kind of over there working by myself a lot and, like, figuring out, okay, when I'm with other people and I'm producing, I can have that outside producer perspective mm. and not have the artist perspective. I make calls a lot easier of, like, okay, yeah, that was a good guitar take. Let's move on. Or, yeah, that was, uh, I don't like how you saying that. Like, let's sing that like this, mm. you know. Or something along those lines of, like, especially, like, being in a room when people are tracking. That's when I feel, like, most confident. <laughs> when I'm directing musicians and directing multiple musicians at a time, I love that. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at that Mm -hmm. where I'm sitting there by myself and I'm like, Oh, is that kick drum? Like, is that the right kick drum sample? Oh, maybe I'll like go on splice and look for like another hour for one kick drum sample. Or it's just like, I probably would have been better off just like going with one Mm. and being like, okay, this is the one and then move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. I feel you on the production. Producing alone thing, I think, you know, we can maybe jump in here with what your what your past role yeah. was and, and kind of how Vonic looked up until the beginning of 2019. Yeah. Because up until then, there was a hustle bustle here. There were all kinds of folks mm-hmm. here all the time. And you spent quite a lot of time here. Yes. More in a uh, business capacity rather than a music capacity. Mm-hmm. You still did a bunch of music stuff, but maybe let's so let's let's start at the beginning. Let's start with you moved to Nashville how long
1: ago? I moved to Nashville in August of 2015. Wow, 4 years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been like 4 years. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a month after I graduated college from uh, the University of Oregon with my bachelor's in Spanish. <laughs> Vamos, chicos. <laughs> How weird is that? <laughs> Matron uh, in Spanish. It looks
0: like you really put it to good use.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, I I can order tacos <laughs> really well, and I do that very often. <laughs> but, oh, man, I, I miss speaking Spanish. I really do. That was a fun part of my life.
0: I, I, I took but, French for, like, eight years. And, oh, really? Yeah, uh, It's the same thing. I really miss it. It's,
1: yeah, it's, it's just fun, like... When you get past, like, the level of, like, oh, I'm learning words to, like, oh, I'm, like, communicating Mm. with people. Mm. Like, you can connect with a a whole, like, a ton of people that you wouldn't have been able to before just because you can... Kind of get by in another language Absolutely It's it like, beautiful
0: It is, dude I, I, That actually reminds me If I may tell you a story Yeah, quick, dude, that tell I was, me a story This past November I was in Germany working I was producing a band And uh, it was Sunday mm-hmm. And I was, re- I was staying in the studio Where I was producing And there was no food at the studio And no one was there Everyone was just home Have I told you the story? No, you haven't All right, So, uh, So I wake up And I'm really hungry And I'm like, alright I'm gonna go find food because you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm in this small small sort of suburb part of a bigger city called dusseldorf Mm -hmm. and it's raining and it's it's muggy outside but i'm like all right i'm just gonna go so i start walking down the street you know i'm walking because i don't i don't have a car there Mm -hmm. and and i get to the first bakery which is probably like 10 or 15 minutes from the studio and I completely forgot that bakeries in Europe don't take cards. They oh. only take cash. So I order clumsily in German, <laughs> and the lady gives me my coffee and my food, and then I hand her a card, and she just shakes her head, and I'm like, oh, oh my no. gosh. And shamefully, I just stood there, and I was like, I just held my hands up, and I was like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? And she just looked at me and shook her head. <laughs> and I just like looked at her, and then I just walked out. And I was like, okay, like, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, America is so convenient. Yep. yep. Not everywhere is this convenient. (laughs) So then I start walking down the street looking for an ATM. Yeah. And I find a bunch more bakeries and each one of them, none of them take... None take card. Take card. So, and finally I find an ATM, but the ATM doesn't take my type of card. (laughs) So then I find a bakery... Using my phone, I find a bakery that's like probably like a 45-minute walk. And oh, I'm like, man. I'm pretty sure it takes cards. And I walk and walk and walk. And it's raining, man. So I'm like wet and I'm hungry. You, you know? really it's want like, that coffee? It's like two hours <laughs> after I woke up. And I usually need my coffee and my, my <laughs> you know, bread right when I wake up. So I'm hungry. And I got I get there and... Lo and behold, they actually don't take cards. So now I'm like an hour, maybe an hour and a half away from the studio. And I'm like, Man, okay. I give up and I text the band and finally they woke up because I wake up early. So mm-hmm. they, they woke up like two hours later and they're like, Oh yeah, just meet us back at the studio, you know, we'll take you out for breakfast. And I was like, Okay. It's like, all right, I'm Ubering. Like I I can't I can't um walk back. I'm soaked and I'm gonna get sick. So so I order an Uber, and the guy who picks me up is this African guy. And I get in the car with him and I try a little bit of German mm-hmm. and he's he's like, no, I don't or he he does a little bit of German, but you know, I don't know enough, and he doesn't know yeah. enough for us to communicate. So I, I ask English and he's like, No, 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 not English. And then I'm like, Dutch? Because maybe he, yeah, he's like, no, Africans. no, no. And then I'm like French. And finally, he's like, yes, yes. I speak French. Oui, oui je parle français. And oh my gosh, I was shocked at how we went from silence, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to, like I cannot communicate with this yeah. human. We literally don't know.
1: There's, there's nothing yeah. in common. I like, can use yeah. my hands maybe, yep. but...
0: To, like, having a full conversation and telling him about this wild morning I had. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I got so many of the verb tenses wrong, but But he didn't care. Like, like we could talk. It doesn't
1: matter. It's, like, it's the human connection that's just so special about languages.
0: Yeah, and I could even make jokes, and the guy laughed, and, like, and I could understand him. So, you know, that's probably six or seven years since I took a French class. Yeah. And it all came back, and I could speak, and so— you know, just wait until six you're or seven years from now. Yeah. I'm going to be,
1: you know, wandering around <laughs> somewhere in some European country, <laughs> and somebody's going to be like, "Yeah, I speak Spanish." And I'll be like, "Cool, I kind of do too, still." <laughs> anyway,
0: not to hijack, but there, there's that story. There's, that's um, a great story. So I always forget that you took Spanish. Yeah, you know? man, I mean, that's that's awesome. Four, I wish I, like I wish I four did Four years
1: it. of like, wow. well, it was more than that because like I did, I studied in high school. And then all through college. And then I, I lived in Argentina for like four months. No way. Yeah. Oh, wow. After studying there. That was fun. Jeez, that's cool. Yeah. But should we get back on topic? <laughs> yes, of, yes. Uh... So so
0: you, you moved <laughs> so after school.
1: Yep, moved after school. Mo- month after I graduated, I moved out here. I, like filled up my little Honda Accord and drove out here. And my mom is a co-pilot and went to the Grand Canyon on our way. And it was great. And then just kind of moved here with i moved in with a guy that i kind of knew from college um and he was going to belmont and i was just like i'm gonna find part-time job and try making it in the music industry i guess it's a crazy thing to think about now yes bro it's <laughs> just like wh- what what was i thinking <laughs> but uh yeah and then let's see fast forward a year it was because it was a year to the like literally to the day that I started interning with you. No way. It was August 5th of 2016 that you were like, "All right, you have the internship oh my working gosh. with Vonic, Isn't that crazy? That's
0: wild. What were you doing for that that year before were you playing gigs? I or? was
1: playing gigs. Should should I tell the story of how we met? I would love that. Yeah, go. All right. It. I think I just told this to you like the other day. Yeah. But uh um so, I was playing a gig here in town at a place called Belcourt Taps, which is, like, a little bar that, ha- like, they do a lot of, like, songwriter rounds. And uh, I was playing with my friend Bailey, just playing acoustic guitar for her. And you were there to see the band after us.
0: Oh, yeah. They were called Trooper. 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 yes,
1: And it was Morgan Fisher who had yes. booked Bailey and Trooper. And you showed up at the bar and we were just about to play and then I think we played and then you're just kind of hanging out with, with the group that I was there with. And I think the first thing I said to you was, Hey man, like what's it like being so tall? And I will never forget this because you looked at me and you said, well, you run into a lot of things. And I was like, this guy, we can be friends. that's the best response to that question ever. And, uh, yeah, these started talking about how, like, uh, I remember also I asked you, because I was just, I called myself a producer back then, but I was still figuring out what that meant. And I remember I asked you what you listened for when you're listening to a band and you're talk, thinking about producing them. And you said you listen for melody. And that was something that really, to this day, still is stuck in my head. Because hmm. you said, you know, lyrics can change. Chord progressions can change, arrangements can change, but if the melody doesn't catch you and doesn't draw you in, you're gonna have to do something different. And I think that's incredible.
0: Oh well, thanks. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I, I still stand by that. I think, um, yeah. I think what I've learned is most most people hear the melody first. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I know so many songs where I. I probably know the chorus yep. and then the melody of everything else, but I'm, I don't know the, I don't know the, words. I don't know the words and I probably get half of them wrong, you know? And when I, yeah, when I hear people sing my songs sometimes too, they get, you know, and I don't yeah. correct them. It's fine, no. but they get the words wrong, but at least they get the melody. The right. Melody, right. So the melody is king yep. is what I've, what I've learned.
1: Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I've been trying to apply that so much more in not not only with like lyrics but also like not not just like vocally melodies but like the melodies of guitar parts. Mm.
0: Oh, but dude, I've been hearing like, that lately in your stuff. Oh, thanks, oh my god. Yeah, and and that that's something really special I feel like is if I think it's great if mm-hmm. the lead has great melody, yep. right? But if
1: everything else... Everything else has a good melody, yes, too. Yes,
0: all the little bits in the back yeah. are also like memorable.
1: Ear candy. Yeah, little ear candies. Oh, I love exactly. ear candy. Exactly. Ear exactly. candy makes me so happy. And ear candy like, and rhythm.
0: Yes, ear candy and rhythm. And I've actually learned a lot from you about rhythm. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, because I, I was probably a melody-first producer mm-hmm. when I got into it and really only saw rhythm as an afterthought uh, way back. And oh, then yeah. as as I grew, I met you and people like you, and I started realizing, oh, my gosh, you can capture people's attention almost just as much or more, more with, rhythm, with
1: rhythm. Which, like, that kind of makes me think about the Polar Project. Yes. Which we started, well, technically I started, but you helped me start it. Uh, when was the first release? Was it 2017? Yeah, like I think two it was years ago. Like November 2017. Yeah. So, if you don't know, Polar's like a lo fi hip hop project that I started. And uh, basically, that. And it's amazing, h- oh, by thanks, the way. P O
0: L R. Uh, and uh it just is... like
1: instrumental stuff. But that project is basically my. I look at it as my tribute to rhythm and specifically, like mid-90s to, like, early 2000s, like, hip-hop rhythms. Mm. Uh, like, Jay Dilla was, like, my hero all mm. through college. And, like, yeah, just his way of hearing rhythms is so interesting. And, like, that's basically what that whole project is. is no my, way, man. My, like, oh, I wish I could do something in that realm. Well, now you have. I, I guess. Oh, it's out gosh. there. <laughs> I wouldn't downplay it, man. That that
0: stuff is timeless when i Thanks, when man. i first heard your first few releases i was like oh my gosh it sounds it sounds like i think the best way that i can describe it is it sounds like it was all made on analog gear and should be printed on vinyl you know <laughs> like polar should be a vinyl project because everything sounds so would be cool so timeless so i i've had such a blast just seeing the and Millions of streams too, bro. Dude, so like, that's. I still for don't
1: really believe that. <laughs> I look at the numbers and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <I> go, Why? <laughs> like, who am I? I'm just some <laughs> weird white no. kid from Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. You, you got you got the rhythm in you, man. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, rhythm is just fascinating to me. Honestly, like, rhythm was the thing I. I struggle with the most too. Hmm. Um like melody That is wild. Isn't for me? that
0: weird? Because I when I when I look at someone I want to be like rhythmically, I look at you. <laughs> so, I'm serious, man. When I when I listen really? to Polar, I'm like I need to I like study Polar for my own stuff. Dude. So,
1: anyway. Well, it it's so I mean, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but like kind of you know, your insecurities kind of, like, show up in, like, things that you put out there, too, you know? And, like, for me, rhythm has always been something I've been insecure about. Hmm. Um, Ever since I I can remember, like, growing up, like, I started playing guitar when I was, like, 10 years old. Hmm. And I remember, like, struggling to play, like, in tempo and, like, struggling to play guitar and sing at the same time. And now, like, I am, when I'm playing live, like, I mainly doing bass stuff. Like I will be just hyper focused on what like kick drum, snare drum is doing to make sure I'm like right in rhythm with it. But it's like one of those things where I I overanalyze myself because I know it's something I need to focus on, Mm. you know? Mm. And it's something I've always felt like, oh, I could, if I just sat down with a metronome for like three hours a day for a year, like I would be better. But like, I've kind of done that a little bit, and it's like one of those things where it's like it's you just need to take the time mm. and like it's studying it, but it's something I'm fascinated by too.
0: Absolutely, man, and I I think what you say there, what that makes me think of is in the last couple of years, I've probably had a a sort of flip perspective on mm. a lot of my negative emotions, right? Yeah. So, like insecurity. Mm-hmm. right uh i am i am really insecure about my mixing i'm really insecure about my songwriting right
1: <laughs> which those are like two of my favorite things that you do but see
0: that's that's what i'm starting to realize about life Yeah. is i see insecurity as an oversensitivity to a certain facet of mm-hmm. your life right and if you're overly sensitive to a certain facet and you, you uh, i think insecurity plus bravery will will make you a master at something because huh. your insecurity the another way that i conceptualize it is you're just overly sensitive so you can yeah. you can you can feel things in that category that most other people can't about yourself and then all you need is the bravery to in that sensitivity push yourself forward because, and so you like your anecdote yeah. of like, well, when I'm playing live, I'm playing bass and man, I'm just focusing in on that kick drum and mm-hmm. I'm really like hyper-focused. I'm like, That's what a professional does. Yep. So, so the truth is the, the more you dive into something, at least this is what I'm learning. Uh, the more you realize how inadequate you are, right? Compared yeah. to the masters. Oh, absolutely. And then, and then you push yourself, but then, so, so anyway, I just really feel, I've really started to appreciate my insecurities because I'm realizing uh-huh. they are the thing that that they're driving me to hear when I'm not good. Yeah. And 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 correct when I'm not good and then they just drive me to be better. So.
1: Yeah. he yeah, does that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, thanks, man.
0: man. <laughs> so embrace your insecurity. Yeah, the other, absolutely. The, the other thing I'm realizing as well, you know, now that I'm on a roll
1: here. Oh, dude, keep it rolling. The the, the,
0: the biggest thing I've learned as well, and I've read a few books that have, have really crystallized this for me, is when I have a negative experience with something, like when I mm-hmm. feel negatively about something, when I feel depressed or when I feel bad. Uh, about a performance or a song or whatever, mm-hmm. that's actually the best thing that I can feel yeah. because because what I'm realizing is negative emotions are the most positive... They're indicators of something not right. Yeah. So they're an indicator that you can, that can then correct something, right? So if I'm feeling positive emotions and I keep getting positive feedback from my songs... It's kind of useless, you know?
1: Absolutely Like, it,
0: it doesn't help me But if I get negative feedback Or if I f- experience a negative feeling I'm really excited Because that means, okay, I can make myself better You know? So anyway, that's what the insecurity so that, thing to
1: That song you showed me earlier really sucked, <laughs> man It was, it was terrible <laughs> Definitely uh, don't put that on the uh,
0: <laughs> No, I mean, you can go too far, too, because you, know, yeah. it, it, you can't get too insecure or too negative. But I like what you said, good.
1: insecurity with bravery. Yes. Like, that's, honestly, that's something I want to focus on and, like, really implement into my life more. Because, mm. mm. like, definitely dealing with insecurity is is a big thing. Yeah. And especially, like, now, like, where we are as, like, I'm just got this new studio space i'm like
0: hello listener thank you so much for listening this is the first half of episode 13 if you want to hear the full episode go to vion isaac.com and join my album 2 club until next time thanks